How many of you sense the presence of the Lord here? I want you to keep your expectation high for whatever God would do for you today. Because at any moment, God can do whatever he pleases. Touches whoever he touches. God is not a God to just be read about or just to hear about. God is a God to be experienced. And if you fix your heart in the right position, the pages of the Bible can come to life in one experience. And I feel like today is one of those moments where God's, where your faith is about to meet God's ability. I said something. That your faith is about to meet God's ability. That when you raise your faith at a level where you're expecting for God's ability to be manifested in and around you. Tell somebody, we're in that moment right now. We're in that moment right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your Bibles. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. I will. And the first verse, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1. Let's thank God for our co-pastor, Dr. Jaquette. We can do better than that. Let's honor the woman of God. Um, she um, and so many others have been working very hard um, the past seven or so days to at least get us where we could have church in here. And, um, and I am so grateful for the hard work that everyone who has served at any level um, has done to for such a quick turnaround um, and for us to be able to come here um, and just start where we are and then progress forward. I have the word of the Lord for you. Are you ready for it? Uh, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. And all these blessings, I love this part, shall come upon you and overtake you. I'll get to that later. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. I want to minister a message in this new series. Um, this message is entitled, Follow the Voice. Follow the Voice. Thank you all so much. We, we are in um, a new series today um, in, called Focus, and it's all about preparing us to move into laser focus in our life. As we step into this last month of the year, God wants you to be prepared as you step into 2019. You cannot step into 2019 treating it just like any other year. If you treat 2019 like you treated 2018, you're not going to get the most out of this new year. Sad to say sometimes we wait to December 30th or 31st to start preparing for January. But God wants to bring you in to erase your distractions and to restore your focus to you. Now, now, now only two of you are going to admit it right now, but some of us have been very distracted. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, the enemy has done his best to try to get our attention taken all kinds of places to get us looking at that, this, and the other. And oftentimes, we have forgotten about the main thing. We've forgotten about whatever God has focused us in, whatever his plan was, because distractions are real. But here's the truth about distractions. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes. Here's the thing about distractions. Distractions are only distractions if you allow them to be. Right? It's like the scriptures say, like the weapon can be formed, but it doesn't have to prosper. So just because a distraction is standing in front of me doesn't mean that I have to give that distraction my attention. I decide where I give my focus. You understanding that? I decide where I get my focus. My mama don't decide. Cousin them don't decide. President Trump don't decide. Don't nobody decide where I'm going to put my focus but myself. I have the power over my own soul. I wish I had a church in here today. I have the power over my own will, my own emotions, my own intellect. The enemy and nobody else around me decides what I do with my focus. I am not a weakling just living this life, just flowing from place to place. I have have the ability to take control of my life. Let me tell you something. You are not a pawn in a game. God is not just moving pieces around in your life. Life is not happening to you. You've got to happen to life. And you've got to make a decision that I'm going to regain my focus. And I will complete what God. Boy, you already preaching. Thank you, sir. I will complete whatever God has ordained for me to complete. Are you getting this today? Are you getting this? In order, according to Deuteronomy 28, to get where God wants us to go and to receive what he wants us to receive, we've got to be tuned into the right voice. Uh, a child's voice can be recognized oftentimes by like a piping sound sometimes. Come on, you know, the kids start making noise like a, uh, a high pitch. Why y'all acting like you don't understand? You can, you can be able to hear a child sometimes, and you will recognize that that's a child and not a mature voice. Every voice has a sound to it. Agitation has a sound to it. Hello? That's why some of you try to lie like you're not agitated, but we can hear it in your, in your voice. Happiness has a sound. Are you understanding me? You cannot walk around talking about, I am happy. No, we don't believe you, man. Why? Happiness has a sound. And you can determine that thing by a sound. Are you getting this today? Excitement can be discerned by a sound. A human or an animal is known by the sound of their voice. However, the howling wind, the murmur of the forest, and even the roar of the sea has a voice. When the wind begins to blow at a certain rate, you can hear the sound of the wind. The wind has a voice. That's why the disciples were tripped out when they were on the sea and the wind began to talk. You hear what I'm saying? It began to move and that voice made them scared about what was coming because when we begin to hear certain sounds or hearing certain voices, it can also evoke certain emotions if we don't control it. Listen to me. So you got to be clear that even when the winds blow, you don't have to be afraid. Why? Because Jesus rules the storms. 
I'm not tripping because storms are arising and I can hear the voice of the storm because I know the voice of Jesus. This is why your intimacy with God is vitally important because if you're not intimate with God, if you're not intimate with Jesus, you will allow the other voices to take you off of his course. You allow the other voices to take you off of his plan. You allow the other voices to remove you out of his idea for you. So you've got to pay attention to his voice. You've got to perceive correctly. The voice of God. When you're thinking about the voice of God, it's important that you don't press in to necessarily hear an audible voice. Most of us, when we hear God, we are not hearing God in an audible voice. I'm not saying that he doesn't do that because scripture would tell us that many have heard him in such a way. But if you begin to look at those individuals that heard an audible voice, many of them had very huge mandates. Moses, very huge mandate upon his life that he was supposed to, well, it wasn't, everybody wasn't hearing God by way of an audible voice. The majority of us hear God by perception. We perceive his voice. And a lot of times when you hear the voice of God, which confuses you sometimes, is that you hear the voice of God just like you hear your voice. Because oftentimes the voice of God will be represented to you in your thoughts. And in those moments, you have to perceive that God has just released his divine intelligence in you. Are you getting this? So that's why some of us feel like I have never heard the voice of God. That's not true. No one in here, no one in this room has never heard the voice of God. Okay? Let me tell you that. As you just didn't know what you were hearing. Right? So I've told you before, when, that, when you heard something say, don't go left, and you didn't go left, and you found out there was a car accident that happened down there. Stop calling that something and recognize it was God. When God told you, don't go to the club that night. Wait till next week. He didn't say wait till next week. But, but when he said, don't, don't, don't go to the club that night and you didn't go. And then you found out that some crazy fight broke out at the club that night. But then because you listened to that voice, you were able to be out of the placement of the danger. Are you getting what I'm saying? Every one of you have heard the voice of God. You, you come on. We were about to do stuff we had no business doing. And you heard something say, stop. And some of us didn't listen and we wish we would have. Y'all ain't saying nothing. We got babies by ugly folks because we didn't stop. Y'all ain't said nothing. You're like, I had a baby with an ugly person. <laughs> you got to listen to the voice of God. He is speaking to you, giving you direction, but you've got to perceive his voice. Can we be honest? It can be very difficult in a land of many voices. It can be very difficult in the land of many sounds and voices to determine and to figure out what voice is God. You want to sit there like you got it all figured out. But there's some of us who have been on this journey a while that have been in places where we have even stepped out thinking it was God. And was so wrong. You know what I mean? We, we were stepping out thinking that we heard God and we didn't hear him at all. We have to be able to muddle our way through and to discern the voice of God. Let's, let's look at 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11. Because a lot of times, we think God is in something that he's not in. We think God is in something that we're not in. And if we're not careful, we'll think that God has to sound like he's always sounded to us. 
So then we become irritated, agitated, even at times mad at God because he's not talking to you the same way. Here's the problem with that. When you get to a certain level of maturity, you should not have to be talked to the same way that you were once talked to. Are y'all in this? Are y'all in here today? I don't talk to my 11-year-old like I do my 8-month-year-old. There is stuff that Makai should not do. That third has the ability. That's not his real name. No, we didn't name my child third. He's Sherman Dumas the third, so we call him third. Like, that's his name? Who would name their child third? It's a nickname. Bless you. And we ain't going to talk about some of your real names. Glory to God. So, <laughs> it's fun to laugh in church. I just got to keep you laughing. It's, it's good. So, 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 when I talk to third, it's like, third, don't touch that. Don't do that. And third, he, he likes the fun of doing what he's told not to do. So now he's in a phase, he'll look back at me and smile and go back to doing exactly what I told him not to do. Like, I heard you, but I'm going to discover this today, no matter what you said. But I should not have to talk to my 11-year-old the same way. Some of us want to grow up in God, but we still want to be treated like a babe. Either you want your next level or you don't. And if you want your next level, sometimes God will require for you to be able to sit still at another level than what you had to before. He talks to new babes in Christ differently than he has somebody who has been saved for 15 years and you at home crying like he, you want him to treat you like a baby. But then you're asking him to use you around the country. He's not always in what he was always in. Let's go to the scripture, and then we get out of here. Oh, there's so much space to run. I love this stage. So just, run. just kidding. Okay, here we go. First Kings 19.11. First Kings 19.11. The Bible says, then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. He wasn't in it. It was, it was, it was boisterous. It seemed like it could be God because of the things that happened around it. Because the things are moving. And there's activity. So certainly God is in it. That's the problem with most of the church in America. Because we sit in churches and thinking because there's activity, God is in it. My emotions can shake up a whole lot of stuff. I tell y'all, come on, y'all remember when Michael was living? God bless Michael, we love you, Michael. When Michael was living, you could come to his concerts and it looked like a Pentecostal church. What am I saying? Y'all, come on, y'all. You've seen the videos with these people. They falling out in the Holy Ghost. You understand what I'm saying? Michael would touch them. They would ah! fall out under the power. Are oh, you understanding what I'm saying? They, were, they, would, they would see Michael. They'd start crying. Oh, Look like a Pentecostal church. People's emotions was being moved. He starts singing. 
And you're just like, ah! Goosebumps don't equal God. We were praising church, and I believe in praise. Praise got me through. You understand that? Praise was my doorway to my deliverance. So you understand that? I praise my way into freedom. You understand? So praise is powerful, but praise doesn't have to necessarily. I don't praise off of emotions. I praise soberly and by faith. You understand that? And what you got to understand is just because people are running, screaming, and hollering, don't mean God is in the noise. So the rocks are being jacked up. Stuff is happening. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. Surely God is in the shaking of the ground. Surely if there's the earthquake coming, I'm trying to discern God's voice. And there's activity coming. Surely it was the earthquake. And after the earthquake, the fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. But after the fire, a still small voice. Verse number 13, so it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face for his mantle, for, uh, face in his mantle and went out and stood the entrance of the cave and suddenly the voice of the Lord came saying, what are you doing here, Elijah? God was not in things that others would perceive him in. That's why if I'm going to figure out the voice of God, I have to go to God. I know that's confusing, but let me explain what I'm saying. You have to go to the 66 books of the Bible. Okay. I want to break the I want to break the cycle of phone a friend. I'll explain. I want to break the, the, the cycle of phone a friend, that every time you're trying to discern what God is trying to do, you call a human. And oftentimes you call a human before you go to God's word and measure what you heard against the word of God. <laughs> I wish I had a church. When you begin to understand that God puts his word above his name. So that means that I have to, I, now this is the part when people usually check out on me because you want easy Christianity, my dude. You want the kind of Christianity where you don't have to put no effort in. But if you want to know the voice of God for real, look at your neighbor and look annoyed by this message already and say, you got to study the word. If you want to know what the man sounds like, you got to study his ideas. If you want to know what makes his heart move, what pleases him, you got to read the word. But most Christians are biblically illiterate. And then you let preachers preach foolishness to you. Because you never read the word. We have preached poems to you and you've shouted on them. We have preached our opinion to you and you've danced about it. We have preached all kinds of ideas that never came from the kingdom of God. And people ran and hollered about it. Why? They were biblically illiterate. And then we wonder, why isn't certain things working for us? Because some things we're standing on as promises and they're not even promises. 
So what do I have to do to discern the voice of God? Again, look at somebody behind you that looks like they prefer chicken than my message and tell them very clearly, you've got to study. 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 Nobody goes into any field in the earth, shouldn't rather, shouldn't go to any field in the earth without studying the field. America, we're prideful. Say man, We're the only country that plays the World Series against itself. The World Series. Americans are full of ourselves. Pride is scary because pride, another way of explaining pride, the scriptures talk about Leviathan. Serpentine spirit. That's what was inside of Lucifer in heaven. When he thought he knew better than God. When he thought he had a better understanding than God. And why don't we study? Because we think we already know. So we feel like we're called to something. And just because you're called to it, you feel like that you're well versed in it. Y'all ain't got to say amen. I came prepared. It's locked inside. You, you, you get, we, we think, oh, I'm called to be a teacher. I'm going to teach. Did you go to school? Nah, God called me. I'm called to be a counselor. Did you go and at least study something, read a couple of books? Nah. God called me. We're doing all kinds of things. Whatever it is that you've been destined to do, and this is just for free, you ought to study everything you can study about it. I don't care if you're a spoken word artist. You better learn how to say that sound sound just like the rest of them sound. Because they sound all the same. <laughs> Come on real quick, Brandon. Come on, I don't got a lot of time. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> just give us a piece of your, of your latest poem. Okay. Uh, <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. You can change this reflection of anything else but all. You can take away these secret nights of tears that resident, uh, that uh, become resemblance of my bedside tears that cause me to stay loneliness in my story. I, I fell to her will around the time I lost my... They all sound the same. They pause the same way. Come here, Trajay. Give me your latest. Give me some... homemaker qualities to run a household and I'm not just a little girl trained to trace clubs and high societies but I realize that all Girl Scouts have a little Girl Scout in their dreams they chase their dreams and give their cookies to who God deems worthy they follow their journey in the lives of their children and they brave uncharted right, right, right. they sound the same she was pausing just like he was pausing the inflections was the same you understand what I'm saying 
So you think that just, not, and I'm not talking about these individuals because I know they both have studied the craft, but I'm talking about there's some people that feel like they're called to do something and I don't have to learn how to do it. But we thank God anointed me. But understand this, he anointed you to speak the language of what he called you to. Acts 2, when the power of God came, every man heard his language. The Holy Ghost comes upon you to speak the language of the place you're called to. Y'all didn't hear nothing I just said to you. So if I'm going to learn how to speak that language efficiently, I have to give God something to work with. Oh. You're like, oh, I want God to bring it into my remembrance. How can God bring something to your remembrance you never learned? That's some of y'all prayed that prayer when you was in school. Right before a test. And you were like, God, bring it to my He was like, bring what to your remembrance? You were texting during class. <laughs> you didn't read the book. What am I supposed to exact? What am I supposed to bring to your remembrance? Look at somebody around and say, you got to study, man. You got to study the word of God if you want to discern the voice of God. Let's, let's, let's jump over to Genesis 3. Genesis 3, we start seeing a bunch of voices. A bunch of voices in Genesis 3. In Genesis 3. When the voice of the husbandman was not in place, the voice of the serpent rang the loudest. When the voice of the husbandman was not in place, the voice of the serpent spoke the loudest. Whenever the leader is silent, the voice of the enemy is loud. That goes for parents. I just gave you something. That goes for parents. Whenever your voice is silent, the enemy's voice is going to be louder in your kids. So then the, the, the design then is to make sure your voice is constantly heard. <laughs> so on a regular basis, you are in there with your kids, affirming them, teaching them the word, making sure they know the direction of God, and understand they understand their purpose, talking them through life, because if you don't talk, there is a serpent that is going to talk. You are preaching sermon. Thank you, sir. There is a serpent that is going to talk if you don't talk. So what happened with Eve? Adam was silent. Because his voice wasn't there, the serpent had a place. But when you establish your voice, then your voice has the ability to tread upon the serpent's head. When you, when you establish your voice, then you're going to say, you're not going to have my children. You're not going to have my wife. You're not going to have my family. You're not going to have my street. You're not going to have my country. You're not going to have my county. I will release my voice and I will not be silenced. And I will make sure that the enemies of my soul and my generation are shut up. Too many voices. Serpent comes in, voice loud. What happens? God comes in like, hey, what's going on, y'all? Woman says in verse number 16, he said, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow, conception, and pain. You shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then Adam said to him, because you have heeded the voice of your wife 
So when it was time, when Adam did come on the scene, he still did not utilize his voice. Instead of utilizing his voice as a leader, he took on his wife's voice. Are you looking at this? Instead of establishing his voice, that, and it relates to more than it's just whatever you're a leader in. Again, parents with your children, you don't allow your children to emotionally manipulate you into letting them do stuff they should not be doing. They might, excuse my language, they might be pissed off at the moment, but later on in life, they're going to be grateful for the stuff that you told them to sit down and shut up. No, you're not going, and no, you're not going to change my mind by sitting over there crying. I ain't studying your tears. You're going to be happy later on because I said no. And some of you been afraid of no because you want your children and other people your leadership over to like you. I'm not your friend. We can have a good time together. We got season passes to Disneyland over at the Dumas house. We can go see Mickey. You can get on the teacups. I don't fool with the teacups. I'm too old for that, meaning that my stomach can't handle a teacup. You understand that? Just, I'm, the older I get, I know I'm just 37, but I'm telling you, I get on a teacup, it look like I'm going to die. So, I, I, but, but, but listen, we, we, we can go. We can have fun together, but I'm not your friend. I'm not your pal. I'm not your buddy. You're going to do what I say. And some of you are afraid to parent your children, so the world is parenting them for you. So, listen, you got to be the voice. I'm going to say this real quick. My children go to a Christian school. Praise God for the Christian school. But the Christian school's beliefs are a little different from our beliefs. So they don't believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. When we, when we had to sign the, 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 the statement of belief for the kids to, to, to move in, we was crossing stuff all out that thing. Principal said, what you doing? We said, well, we don't believe this. <laughs> so I'm going to cross this out, and then we're going to sign it. Because no, we don't, no, God does still speak. No, no, God, God you know, they, they try to say, they, they, they believe that everything is ceased. God is no longer doing that. He's no longer doing miracles. No, the devil and your mama's a liar. I'm about to... Cross that out, and then I'm going to sign it. So my kids oftentimes have come home with different statements that's not right. Like they came home saying, every boy is the leader of a girl. They would say, Daddy, they taught us that's good today. Every boy is the leader of every girl. I said, the devil is a liar. No, they're not. He said, well, they were saying, husband. I said, are you a husband? <laughs> no. I said, well, then a man is the leader of his wife. Y'all don't want to hear that because you let men drag you around and make you feel like they're in charge of you. The husband is the head of a wife, not the head of every woman. You go find you a wife and marry them if you want to rule somebody. But over here, fool, you ain't ruling me. That's why some of you letting your boyfriend wife you up. You letting your boyfriend wife you up. And your boyfriend is telling you where you're going to go and where you're not going to go. And some of you, I'm going to get real, real, real ignorant for a second. You being silly enough and letting them tell you where you're going to be and who you can hang out. You can't wife me. I ain't your wife, fool. 
This is a battle of the voices. It's the battle of the voices. Let's get back to the scripture. Let's get back to the scripture. Adam said, because, he said, because you heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree which I, which, 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 uh, I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of, cursed is the ground for your sake. Cursed is the ground for your sake. And tall you shall eat of it all the days of your life. But the thorns and the thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. Verse 19, and in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. And for the dust you are, and the dust you shall return. Let's jump up to verse 8. Verse 8, the Bible begins to talk about how Adam and Eve heard the sound. Somebody say the sound. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden, and they hid themselves. Okay. One of the reasons why they hit themselves is because God had become an unperceived sound because of their disobedience. He was no longer a clear spiritual voice to them. He now became an unperceived sound. They've been hanging out with God from their existence, so he was not unfamiliar to them. So then what happened in the process that now when they heard him, it made them afraid. It's because he became an unperceived sound rather than a clear spiritual voice. Whenever disobedience is in place, it begins to grow a wedge in between you and God. Now, I need to throw this here before you go far away. Mercy and grace are real. Grace and mercy are real. And by the way of repentance, we can attain them and we can apply them to our lives. But we got to understand that our disobedience oftentimes brings a wedge. Uh, it's our nature as human beings to run from something that is unfamiliar. So Adam and Eve ran from what seemed unfamiliar. It's the battle of the voices. Where are my voices at? Where are my voices at? Um, I have some voices. I, I, want you, I, want you, I want you to hear. Giovanni, come here, please. And um, what, what I, what I, what I want you to understand is that oftentimes there's a lot of voices around that sound like God. Can maybe, could be voice of God. But again, the way that we discern his voice is by knowing his word. And by knowing his word, we can determine which voice is his voice. Giovanni, what I want you to do, I want you to take some time to listen this morning. It's still morning? Yeah. Uh, it's afternoon now. Take some, 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 some time to listen to these voices. And I want you, do they have their mics? Okay, Hello. Somebody give the mics. I said they should have already had them. Said that. Plan this out perfectly. Praise God. What happened? <laughs> Taking up my message time. Test them. Where's the skinny one? Talk to your mic. Check, check. All right. Check. Here we go. These voices are about to speak. Your job is going to be to determine which voice is the voice that is based upon the word of God. These voices are going to talk. You figure out which voice is God's voice. Voice. 
Do you understand that this is the way, hold it guys, this is the way that life is. God, this is the way life is. Here you are trying to navigate through life. It sounds so good. They're saying all this stuff. I don't know which one is the one. So God, do you see this child is confused? And the truth is most of us are navigating through life just like Joe. Trying to figure out what is his voice? What does it sound like? But if you don't ever study his word, you will become a horrible witness. Because your life will be aligned with nice sayings. But the sad thing about it is that the word says, man shall not live by bread alone. Y'all, y'all don't want this. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of... So I don't need to hear what you have to say, but I need to hear what God has to say. I'm about to close this real strong. I don't need to hear what you have to say, but I need to hear what God has to say. So I've got to go searching for the voice of God. And you might look cute, but you don't have his voice. All he's saying is that you might carry a Bible, but you don't have his voice. You might raise a hand, but you don't have his voice. You might shout and dance, but you don't have his voice. I've got to go on the journey of finding his voice. Okay, sit down for a minute. Talk, gentlemen. Talk. Get them their mics back and tell y'all doing different. Messing up my message. Wasting my time. It's fine, I ain't tell you to go nowhere. Jesus, y'all. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I will not leave Talk, you y'all. Believe it, it death is not my portion. I will leave you in perfect days. I will protect you, I will comfort you, I will give you peace, I will give you strength. Now, now, see, it took us some time, but once he focused in a little bit, y'all don't want this. Once he focused in a little bit, she could hear the difference. She could hear the difference in the sound. She could hear the difference in the heartbeat. After she took a minute and she focused in, it didn't sound like them two dodos on the wall over there who was just telling me nice little sayings. It sounded a little new agey. Something was different about the sound. And when you focus in, everything changes. Church, let me prophesy to you. You are coming into the moment of laser focus where everything is about to change around you because you're going to know the voice of God. Sit down. Now you can put your mics down. Sit down. I got to go back to my first verse and then I'm done. Go back to Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. Have you, have you learned anything today? I hope so. It's the first Sunday. I got to make a good impression going here. Deuteronomy 28. 
verse 1. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now it came to pass. It shall come to pass if you what? Obey what? The voice, right? Obey the voice. The voice. The voice. Which means every other voice is secondary. Every other voice, every, every other voice is secondary. His voice is primary. His voice is primary. My voice is second to his voice. Are you understanding that? You don't listen to your pastor beyond you listening to God. You got to line it up with the word of God. Are you understanding this? You got to learn. I said you got to line it up with the word of God. And some of us trust our spiritual leaders more than we do the God of heaven. And God doesn't want it that way. I told y'all before, you're not going to turn me into an idol. Because the last time I read the Bible, God knocks the head off of idols. He destroys idols and I will not be destroyed. You ain't going to turn me into your God. You got to know God for yourself. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass. If you didn't really obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully what? I can't hear you to observe carefully what? All his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you where? The promise of God is not the low place. The promise of God is that I will set you on a high place. Y'all, y'all, y'all. So you're working hard to get the high place, but you're working hard the wrong way. You've been trying to do everything natural. You've been trying to YouTube this and watch that and read that book. You've been trying to do that and do the other. But if you would just heed the voice of God, there shall be an elevation. There shall be an elevation. There shall be an elevation. God will take you to the high point. But the way you get to the high point is by coming low. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You got to get as low as you can. And the reason why some of us have not gone to where God wants to take us is because we won't allow ourselves to get low. You got to get so low where they no longer recognize who you are. You got to get so low where your brand don't matter, your idea don't matter, your logo don't matter. But what matters most is God. But the truth is they can't see God because you're so loud. You've got to get low. He'll take you high. If you get low, I got to get out of your way. If you get low. So this is what the Bible says. I said, you're high above the earth. In all, in all these blessings shall come to you. I, I just need somebody to read this. All these blessings shall come to you. Shall come upon you. Shall come upon you. Shall come upon me. So I don't have to work hard to please you. To get what belongs to me. I don't have to kiss your behind. I don't, have to, I don't have to be at the right meetings even necessarily. I have to be where he told me to be. And if I heed the voice of God, this is so good in here. If I heed the voice of God, what begins to happen now is that my life begins to be transformed in a new way. And now the blessings of the Lord come upon me. Some of you have been reaching so hard because you don't have the voice. But when you get the voice, 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 something begins to happen in your life. Blessing of the Lord comes upon you. This is my favorite part. And over.
That was a good place of praise, and they missed the whole moment. The blessing of the Lord comes upon you, but it doesn't just come upon you. It takes you over. The kind of blessings that when the blessing of the Lord comes upon you, it begins to overshadow everything else. It overshadows who you are. It overshadows your mess-ups. It overshadows what you've been. It overshadows your lying tale. It overshadows your sexual addiction. It overshadows everything else that you've had your problems with. When you heed the voice of God, the blessing of the Lord will come and overtake you. And I got to tell you something. Some of you have been too aware of what hell has been doing, that you can't pay attention to what God is doing. But I came to be God's prophet this afternoon and to tell you the blessings of the Lord are about to overtake your life. It is about to be amazing as you give heed to the voice of God. As you give heed to the voice of God. Hit your neighbor that look like they're ready to go home and say listen to the man's voice. Listen to God's 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 voice. It shall overtake you, not just because you hear his voice. Look at this. Look at this. I'm going to do part two next week because I didn't even got through this message. I'm going to close right here, but I'm going to come back next week with part two. Give you the rest of this. Look at this. You obey. Ah, you obey. We think we're happy because we hear. Prophetic people are excited because they heard something. But with everything you hear, there is responsibility. Write that down. With everything you hear, there is responsibility. I laugh at prophetic people that want to talk about what God is doing, what the devil is doing, but don't feel no responsibility in it. They feel like I'm just a delivery man. I'm going to drop it off and tell you what the devil is up to. And I'm looking at them like, I thought you was a watchman. If the devil is trying that, can't you stop the idiot before he comes in and does something? I am tired of people that can track the devil more than they can God. I need people around me that can tell me what God is doing. I know that devil was. That Bible already told me that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Move on, fool. I want to know what God is saying. If you obey, I'm going to send you home. You ready to go home. I understand. If you obey the voice of the Lord. So the key is not in just hearing. The key is in obedience. Lift your hands. Father, we thank you for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord, for... You've spoken to us clearly today that we're to seek you in the power of your word. That we might hear your voice. That we might know your voice and operate therein. Father, we submit ourselves to you. I want you to take the next 60 seconds to just worship him for a minute. Come on. Just open your mouth for a moment. Make a new dedication towards the word of God. Make a new dedication. That you're going to seek him. That you're going to seek him. That you're going to follow him. You're going to search him out. If you seek him, you'll find him. If you knock, the door will be open. If you ask, you shall receive. 
We make new dedications all over the building, Father. As we create altars at our seat that we're going to seek you, we're going to, we're going to look for you. We want to know your voice. We want to know your plan. We want to know your ideas. Just take a second and just worship him right at your seat. Come on.